Genesis 37 verse 6. So he said to them, Please hear this dream which I dream. There we were binding sheep in the field. Then behold, my sheep arose and also stooped upright. And indeed, your sheep stood all around and bowed down to my sheep. Will you go to the book of Job, please? Chapter 33 from verses 14. For God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, while some slumbering on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. May the Lord this morning bless the reading of his word. We thank God this morning, beloved. My ministry started with dreams and visions. And when the Lord spoke to me in that dream, beloved, it was on a Wednesday morning, when I got out of my bed, I was saved against my will. I was fighting that feeling. But beloved, as I went out on my way to work, I used to work close to my house, and I looked to the sky, the sky was different. Everything was different. I was born again. And this is what, what I know. It, what it means born again. That is why I'm not afraid to speak to people. My wife and I was invited to Parliament on three occasions. We had lunch with the opposition leader, Christian Democratic Party, in Cape Town. The Lord told me, you will sit among great men among great men you will sit. I went to America and I prophesied over 17 people. They emailed us back and said everything came to pass. Everything we spoke. I went to Nigeria, in Lagos, to attend meetings. And God just blessed. I didn't ask for it. I didn't borrow money to go overseas. He just came. You're obedient to God, my dear pastor, brother, pastor in waiting. If you trust God, it won't be your pocket, it will be God's pocket. God will supply all your needs 
according to His riches in glory. And God will never ever let you down. Joseph was, to me, he was a remarkable man. He was 17 years old when his father sent him to Chechem, a place called Chechem, to his brethren, looking after the flock. He was 17 years old, but when he went to Chechem, he didn't find them there. And he inquired about his brother. He once said to him, No, they're not here. They're in Gotham. They went another way. And that we find today, brother. We must be where God wants us to be. Don't let money or status or anything ruin your ministry. Don't let anybody interfere in your spiritual life. We've got a common enemy. And his name is Satan. And I looked into the Oxford Dictionary. Satan means enemy of God. Enemy of God. He will do anything in his power to break you down. They broke into our church more than 40 times. Only three times I went to the police. It's hopeless to go to the police station. It is completely, you waste your time going to report a case. It wastes your time. I just keep on going. Start all over again. They steal bricks. They steal cement. They steal sand. They steal, oh my God, tips. Light fittings because of the drug problem we have in Cape Town. One lady came for counseling. She came with a big bag, carrying a big bag. In the bag is a kettle, a cup, coffee, tea, a spoon. She said to be pastor, my children stole everything. When I need a cup of coffee, I'm going to drink in my bed. That is all I've got left. But God has given us a ministry to preach to those people out there. There are people suffering. Don't build your own kingdom. Build the kingdom of Almighty God. Your labor, your labor is not in vain. When I went to full-time ministry, the church couldn't pay me. I had a few people in the church. One lady came to me, she saw me, you know, how we suffered. She said, he said, Pastor, here's my pension card, draws as much as you want to draw. I said, no. No, no, no. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Anything that glitters and gold, don't spoil it. I've got to trust God. Please, Sister Birch, you pass on now. Please, 
keep your card. Thank you so much. I trust God. Don't interfere here. There's a job to be done. I'm going to keep on building His kingdom. His kingdom. Somebody asked me, A pastor, when are you going to retire? I said, No. I will decide when I'm old. And when, when I'm 110 years old, then I will say, Dennis, now you are old. But for now, I'm not going to stop preaching the gospel. Amen? Praise the name of the Lord. He was 17 years old. I was 24 years old. But he was 17 years old when his father sent him. But God gave him a dream. But Lord... My brothers betrayed me like you find in many churches, like you find in many families, like the children steal everything that women walk with a bag, with a tea and a coffee and a milk. And she's old, she's a pensioner. They even steal a pension. They took a pin number and they throw money. She got nothing left. She's an old lady, she could fight for herself. She don't have the strength to fight. Betrayals. Betrayal thieves in the church also. Spiritual thieves. They drop you of your dreams. They rob you of your vision. They rob you of your goals. Uh, my mother should tell me, Dennis, if you have something, don't tell anybody about it. Tell the Lord. There's a lot of jealousy in the ministry as well. As well. Competitions. One one the bigger church than the other. Some of them are bodyguards, walk with guns. Hey, oh my word. Is this new to you? Oh my goodness me. They got, beloved, they got bodyguards. I asked one of my spiritual children, he just went another way, he's got a new church somewhere in Cape Town. And I did dedicate him as a pastor at that time, many years ago. And then we had a campaign at their church and he, I invited him and he sent his bodyguards to find out where he's going to sit. Now we've got plastic chairs. Mm, okay. Tell him, tell Theo to come sit on the plastic chairs right there. There's no special chair for him. I don't have a special chair. My wife sat next to me on the plastic chair. God, look at the heart, not the outward appearance. They walk with guns, you must make appointment. I believe a big mega church in, in Johannesburg, 5,000 people. Nobody can reach the pastor. The pastor comes to church on a Wednesday for the congregation just to greet him. I call it show business. This is not soul business. This is show business. We don't need show business in the church. Amen? Good. God has given this young man a dream. His brothers is going to bow before him. This is against the culture of the Jewish faith. The eldest brothers mean he's like the father. So the younger brother came and tell the elder brothers and the other brothers, one day, 
you going to bow before me. And they hated him. They didn't like him. And when he, when, when they saw him coming towards them, they conspired how they can get rid of this man. If there's a vision, God will make provision. God will never let you down. And then they decided to kill him. And the one brother said, Reuben said, no, don't kill him. Throw him in the pit. You know the story. And then, they sold him to the Ishmaelites. Into Potiphar's house. Into jail. But Lord, when are you going to bring this to pass? You promised me in my vision that you is going to do what you said you would do. You are not a man that you should lie. Why promise me? Look what is happening here. My own flesh and blood betrayed me. In essence, the Lord is saying to him, I'm busy to build your character. What you have a good character, you cannot lead. In other words, I'm not finished with you yet. At the age of 39 years old, he became the governor of Egypt. And the whole world came to him for food. And then his brothers came. They didn't recognize him. They did not recognize him. They, he looked so beautiful. Oh my. He was 39 years old, 22 years from home. God had to mold him. God had to shape him. God had to build his character. He must be, he must be approachable like a like pastor. I can feel it. He's approachable. I, anybody can speak to you. He's got a spirit. His wife as well. They've got a spirit. You can just talk to them. They're not high up there that you cannot reach out to them. They're approachable. God had to build this young man. In the age of 39 years old, he wept. He said to his brother, Get up. I'm your brother. Listen to this. Because of you that I'm here today. Because of the suffering I'm here today. God turned. God can turn the bad to the good. The Satan intends the bad. God turned into good. Amen. Beloved, this was Joseph's story was my life, my whole life. Ah, my family betrayed me. Ah, visit them, they just don't talk to me, or they just morning, afternoon. I was cut off not the Abraham. I mean I got a huge family, beloved. And I was like a prodigal son. I was alone now. But today my mother had to be alive today. She was said, well done my son. Well done. Please God, then to please me. God will never let you down. There is someone here on this side. I just want you to know, on this side, there's a lady on this side. You want the peace. God has shown me 
He will give it to you if you submit fully to Him. If you acknowledge where you faulted and failed Him, He will sustain you. When I was praying for an opposition, uh, political opposition leader in Cape Town, in South Africa, in Parliament, he was listening to me. I, we prayed this morning in this room. Some brethren started to pray, then I started to pray. Something happened. In the spiritual realm, something happened in, to me, in, with us there. And I just heard my brother speak in tongues. And I just, no, no. There's a flow, there's, a, there's, there's like a contact. There's a contact between your past and myself. And I say, thank you, Lord, for the communication and for the love that you bestowed upon our ministry. Not our ministry, God's ministry that He has given us this morning. Lady, this morning I want you to trust God. Acknowledge God in all His, in all His ways. And He will direct you. You will have the peace. Your children. Hmm. My son was in drugs for many, many years. For many, many years. And one day, I locked the doors. I removed my back gate. I closed it up with blocks. He jumped over the, over the roof to sleep in the yard, in our yard. Not in my garage, in our yard. Tough love. I had to show tough love. Not spoiling our children. Tough love. I'm a minister of God. I'm not going to spoil my children by buying them, by, by buying the guilt gifts. Sometimes we buy our children guilt gifts. They want us as parents. They want us as mother. They don't want big toys. They want you. I made big mistakes in my life. By helping others instead of my own children. Be my wife or spouse. Small ones. And I had to learn. And one day I asked, only God knows I'm telling you the truth. If my wife was here, she would say amen to that. I asked my children for forgiveness. And I asked the whole church for forgiveness. The whole church. Now the church is growing, I mean, after many years now. Like you here in the church. And I asked the church for forgiveness. I took my daughter, Beulah, living in Australia. I took her for coffee. I asked Beulah, please forgive your dad. Please forgive me. Forgiveness is a type of healing. If you don't forgive your friends, if you don't forgive your brother or your sister, if you don't forgive your husband or your wife, the wound will always be there. We must learn to forgive. And that is a type of healing. You will be healed, sister. I say you will be healed. In the name of Jesus, the peace will come. He's the Prince of Peace. And you can say with me, His peace I know. Dark clouds may gather, and stormy winds may blow, but I have a Savior, and His peace I know. It's the peace of God that surpasses all human comprehension, human understanding. This is for you, sister. Go home in peace.
So God gave me a vision. He did not tell me how to get there. He did not tell me how to get there. The vision is there. There is a process. You go to go through things to get there. You'll find it in this book. Beloved, God was working on His character because you cannot rule your home. You cannot rule a church without a character. A good name is a barbary place is better than riches. A good name. When you sign an HPO or a car, you sign your name. Wherever you go, you sign Dennis Abraham's. Your name might appear on TV. Your name might appear on, on the newspaper. It's your name. Your name must mean so much to you. So riches is much better than... Your name is much better, better than riches. Amen? So God had to work on His character. God had to teach Him self-control. Self-control. So many times we cannot control ourselves. We must call it unto God. God help me to control my mind, my heart. He had to learn to trust God. Yes, beloved, I conclude now. He was three years in jail. There was two men that he found in jail. But the Bible said the favor of God was upon his life. I look into the uh, Oxford Dictionary, the meaning of favor. It means blessing. You can look for yourself, go, go, go on the internet, you can find it yourself. It means blessing. There was two men, the baker and the cupbearer. They did something wrong and they were put in jail, but they both had dreams. And the spirit was disturbed. And Joseph also, why do you look so sad? He said, man, I had a dream. And he told him, they, he told, they told him their dreams. And he said to them, you, the baker, you will be killed. And the cupbearer will be instated back to the palace. The day came when one was killed and the other one, the cupbearer was put back in the kingdom. But Joseph said to them, please don't forget to mention my name to the king. I've done absolutely nothing wrong. I just want you to listen to this. I did a lot of things in ministry. I dedicated about 25 ministers to the Lord. Dedicated them as pastors from Bible school. Come to me. You get the rector there, you get the dean there of the Bible school. But they come to me. I ask them to do the prayers. They come to me to dedicate them. They move all over the world. And they forgot 
There's more beginnings. They forgot where it started. Remember children, your parents gave you education and now you're in college, you learn it, a learned person, you, you earn well, but you forgot to, to give to your parents. You forgot who helped you over the years. You forgot who sponsored you over the years. You forgot who paid your fees over the years. Now you are there. You drive a big car, you live in a big house, you forget about your parents. So many parents have been put into the oldest home. Forget, children forget about the parents. It's a shame. If that is you, shame on you. Shame on you! You forgot how your mother used to get up at night just to close the blanket. You're 16 years old. I should play with you. I remember I was five years old. My mother was doing the washing in, in her backyard and she called me. My face was dead. I was five years old. I, I remember that. And she called me to her and she wiped my face and she kissed me on the cheek. And I said, my word, my mother kissed me. Wow. Can I put you on a spot this morning? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I hug everybody except my wife. I hug everybody except my own children. Isn't that a hypocritical spirit? Yeah? Yeah? I love the congregation more than I love my children. What do I try to prove here? I've learned to hug my wife. I learned to hug my children. When I go to my son, to now and then again, and, 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 and Bumar, he lives in Bumar, 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 yeah. When I go there, I take his hand, hug him. I let him know this is his dad. I want him to be like his dad. One child came for counseling and he said, he don't have a dad. But you must have a dad. How did you get into this world? I never met my father. They need a father, not gifts. I say they need a father and a mother in the house. Not watching soapies every day and every hour of the day. Just attend to your house and love them and respect them. Man. Oh, I always get into trouble. But I don't mind. Because I know I'm telling the truth. Amen. Amen. God is a God of a second chance. He gives all of us chances in life. He gave me a chance. Lady, I want to pray for you later on. I had a vision when I saw something left heaven. And I look up, I saw it came closer to me, closer to me, and it circled around my head, and it was a white dove. And I turned around, I don't want the bird to touch me, and I turned around, and it said right down, and a shock, a shock, like a fire, shock. Right through my body and it disappeared again. And the Lord told me, you the man. Of the eight brothers in your family, you the man. 
I will send you places. And I will anoint you to speak to all those people. Whether it be the King George, whether it be Prince Charles, irrespective, they must come to Jesus Christ. It's not your diplomas that, that hangs against the wall that's going to get you to heaven. You must be born again to inherit the kingdom of heaven. A vision God showed me, it was cloudy and you know the, 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 the clouds opened. And a voice spoke to me. And a voice told me. A voice like speaking over, over a mic, loudspeaker, like a thunder. And he spoke to me. He said to me, you're going to do what I tell you to do. This is the truth that I'm telling you today. There's only 4% of my ministry I was talking about this morning. I don't want to put the feather in my head. But I want you to know this morning that God is going to bless this ministry. And when his brothers bow before him, you could say, Lord, dreams fulfilled. This is my conclusion. Dreams fulfilled. His brothers, after 22 years, his brethren bow. God would never tell a lie. David had to flee for his life. But he was promised to be the king of Israel. Many things happened in between. God had to mold him. God had to mold Dennis Abrams and I'm standing here. As I went to my brother for the blessing, I could depart from the Christian mission. I went to his house. I took my friend along as a witness. I, I, he was so glad to see me. He said, come in, come in, come and sit down. His wife went to the kitchen, make some tea. And I said to him, no, we don't want tea. I, I, I'm busy. I just want your blessing. He wouldn't give me the blessing. My pastor wouldn't give me the blessing. My dear brother. My own brother. You know why? Because I broke away from the Abram's family. I said, Lord, it's your blessing that makes us rich and it adds no sorrow. Your blessing will always be my portion in life. As you go out there and preach the gospel to those people out there. If there's anybody here this morning that don't know Jesus Christ, you don't know what you're missing. I say you don't know what you're missing. There was dancers in Lansdowne from 2 in the afternoon till 8 in the evening. Then I will pay my ticket and I pay and I dance and I dance at 7 o'clock all my work. Another hour I must stop. I want to dance for the rest of my life. I'm looking for peace. I'm looking for joy. I want to identify myself as Dennis Abraham. I am not Dennis Abraham. That is only my name. I'm looking for something real. My word is quarter to eight and I dance and I dance. Oh my, oh my, five to eight. Oh my, eight o'clock. Oh, wow. That boy is still there. There was a cry for help. And that morning, I saw Jesus Christ standing on the cloud. He said, I watch this young man. I can use this man for my glory. And God can use you. And God can use you. We are all called. We all have a different gift. 
And you know what, Pastor? My mother was a prophetess. She was a prayer warrior. Uneducated. In the parted era, we, we were, we've been robbed of so many things. Our education and the white education was completely different. Theirs was superior. Ours was like, I don't know how it works, but I know. Uh, Brother Edward can tell you. White people, children can't stay at home. They must report to the school. We can just go to work at 12 years old. Nobody cares. Big families. Money was scarce. I had to work at the age of 14 years old. Still young. Uh, still a child. All of us had to work. My mother had no, had no education. But she was a brilliant woman. She was a powerful woman. Very quiet. Lord, thank you for the godly mother. The church needs godly mothers. Pillars that can uphold the ministers. These young men, the young men that, that preach here, that throw the, the communion, I say to the young man, God, where is he? Can I see him? Amen. God bless you. Amen. I want you to know, brother, focus. Focus. On the ministry. There's a job to be done. And today you will write it down. You will see. You've got to go through the things. But in the end, you and your family will reap the benefit. I want this lady to come. I will pray for you. And God has blessed me with the gift of healing. And I never speak about it. I never put you know, talk about it. I was on, on Christian radio for a year. Yes, God has put me on the radio as well. We and my daughter. Thank God for that. But I never speak about God uh, being the sick and all that. I don't need that. All I know is we, God has blessed us to pray for others. If you're sick, come. I'm not going to put my finger in your ear and say, can you hear? This is not my business. This is show business. Run up and down to show that you can run. I don't need that. We don't need these things. All we need to do is pray and say, Amen. And leave the rest to Almighty God. Did you receive anything this morning? Amen. Praise God. May God bless you and ask the congregation to pray for me. The lady can come. I pray for you. God's going to bless you, sister. Don't wait. God's going to bless you.